Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Good morning, good morning, everybody. How's it going? All right, you guys, we are here today. Good morning. I want to kind of get a feel of the room. I know a lot of you guys are have your cameras off. Um, however, how many of you guys have been in the business less than a year? If you guys can let me know, that would be great. Less than a year. I got a couple. All right. Uh, under three years. Under three years. Perfect. Under five years. How many of you guys have been in business under five years? So trying to get a feel on how deep I need to go for you guys. <clears throat> hey, hey, Matthew, how are you? All right, you guys, let's go into this. This is going to be uploaded on YouTube and a podcast later on today. And today we're going to talk about how do we create lifelong clients? Because what I see out here in the industry is that for a lot of agents, and I, I'll say specifically maybe the older ones, um, I see a lot of them that have been in the business 15, 20 25 years um, and they're still hustling to try to create new clientele, trying to pick up new clientele. And that's what we want to prevent for you guys, especially for those of you who have been in the business and are newer. Now, how do we go about this? A lot of us, we're kind of concerned about what's going on with the market, Zillow taking over um, as uh, showing time, the big disruptors coming in. And how do we compete with that? Well, we compete with that by creating lifelong clients. Uh, we want to create a atmosphere or an environment where we're continuously adding value. Now, here's the thing. Traditional selling, it normally looks like these seven steps, okay? It looks like, one, you're going to prospect. You're going to qualify the client. You're going to present your your list an appointment, your buyer consultation, whatever it is that you do, they're going to give you some objections. You're going to handle them the best way that you know how with hopefully some scripts that you have learned. Then you're going to follow up with a close. Hey, sign this contract. Do you want to put an offer on this house? Do you want to work with me? Um, and then depending on where they are, you're going to want to do some follow-up and then provide some customer service. That's traditionally what the sell-in process looks like, whether it's in homes or anything else that people are selling. Now, the selling process, yeah, that's a great mechanical component of things, but selling shouldn't really be just those things. Selling should more look like more like, one, how do we create value? How do we touch people's lives? How do we build a network? How are we being real and how do we stay open? Okay. And I'm, I'm, I'm speaking a little bit slower. So that way for those of you guys can take notes, 
Now, what makes a great agent is being wholeheartedly interested in your client. It's not about the house. It's not about you or the product that you have. It's not like, oh, I have this skill over here. This is what makes me better. It's really about your client. How do you serve them? Great clients are great because they have a vast and spreading sphere of goodwill wherever they go. They enrich, they enhance, and add value to people's lives, and they make them happier. So if you can do those type of things, these people are going to want to work with you. Focus on the quality of the relationship, providing value to your clients, and you will create an exchange that is more satisfying and profitable for your business. Now, what do I mean by that? People do business with people they like, know, and trust. How many of you guys can agree with that? You guys think that's true? I know 100% that's true, right? People are drawn to you because of how you make them feel. They want you to uplift them. They want you to be uh, encouraging or help them change in some kind of way. Now, with us being realtors, our, our job is to encourage them that, yeah, it is possible that they can buy a house, even though it was never maybe talked about in their upbringing. Um, encourage them like, all right, you know what? You might not be at the credit score that you need to be. However, here are some tactics that we can do to help you get to where you need to be, right? Most people are going to self-reject themselves, especially with buying a house. They're going to find ways to say, nope, this is not going to work for me because I don't have a down payment. I don't have the credit score. I don't know the process. I just, there's too many unknowns, Okay. You have to be that go-to person that encourages them and you have to know how to handle those objections that's going to service them the best way. Again, it's not about you and making a sale because here's number one, you can't make a sale. You can't. And what, what do I mean by that? What do I mean by that is that you can't make somebody do something for, for you. What you can do is add an intense amount of value about what you do to help them create that sell. Does that make sense what I'm saying, you guys? Like you can't make anybody, like you can't make somebody drink water. You can't make somebody go to the gym. You can't make somebody buy or sell a house. But if you add enough value about what you're doing and how that will better their lives, that sell will happen, okay? Now, traditionally, that's what most salespeople think. They think I have, have to be a good salesperson to sell a cup of coffee, sell a house, sell some shoes, whatever case may be. That's false. That's very, very false. And I say that because four-fifths of selling is actually creating the value around the product or the service that you do. The other one-fifth of that is, is the sale itself. Does that make sense what I'm saying, you guys? Can I get some nods or no, right? Now, here are some things. These are some laws that I kind of go through or some things that how I run my business or how I run my team. Now, one is value. Your true worth is going to be determined by how much you give value, then you take in payment, Okay. Now, I tell my clients all day long, you know, my commission doesn't matter. Like, it's nice. Granted, it's nice. But my true thing is, is I want to help you create wealth while helping you become a homeowner. Does that make sense? Now, 
one of these things, you have to be very, very genuine in what you're doing, because if not, people are going to see through that. Okay. Number two, compensation. Your income is going to be determined by how many people you serve and how well you serve them. So if you do, if your end goal is, I just want to make a sale because I just need to make it through this market. Well, that's not going to do very well because people are going to see through that. And we call that commission breath. People are going to be able to read that on you. They're going to be able to see it on you. They're going to be able to, to pick up on what your true intentions are. Now, if you're really going through that to, to help, help them enrich their lives, encourage them that they become homeowners, build their wealth through real estate, that's more genuine than saying, I need to pay my car payment or I need to make my mortgage payment or I have this amount of bills. I need to make this sale because I have to make it right. Number three, influence. Your influence is going to be determined by how abundantly you place others, people interest ahead of yours. Now I'm not saying that your interests don't matter. They do 100%. It's just like uh, when we're talking about survival we have our own basic fundamental needs that we need to make. Like we need to have a roof over our head. We need to have food. We need to have shelter. We need to have warmth, right? And once those conditions are met on a human nature, then we move to another component or another level. Well, we can kind of trick our minds into saying, you know what? I'm going to put my own needs aside first and I'm going to service my clients the best way feasible. Now, it's kind of like when you go to the movies and you're watching a thriller or a scary movie or whatever case may be. When we go into the theater, we take an approach of we know it's not real. However, we allow that defense to come down for us to experience authentically to take part of that movie and have that, that, uh, how come, that feeling, right, of whether somebody's like, in a scary movie and you know they're going to get killed and you're like, don't run that way because the killer is that way, right? It's the same thing. We can put our own self needs ahead to service our clients. Now, authenticity, the most valuable gift you can give to anybody is going to be yourself. Don't go out there trying to portray that you have to be like every single other agent. When I first got into the industry, I, I, I wore Tim's, I wore some baggy jeans, I wore my hat backwards, and to this day, I still do. I almost wore my hat on hair today, right? You don't have to be a certain uh, model realtor. Be who you are because here's the thing, and I need you guys to really, really understand this, is that there's going to be a type of client for every type of agent out there, Okay. It doesn't matter if you're young, if you're old, if you're a POC or what or not, right? There's enough business out there for you guys to actually thrive and be authentic to yourself and not have to be fake, okay? Again, people want to do business with people they like, know, and trust. Now, if you're out there being fake and somebody knows you, they're going to be like, mm, I don't really think I can do business with this person, especially when they're dealing with one of the biggest purchases or sales in their life. Really, really understand that. You don't have to dress a certain way. Like, you don't. Just be yourself. And then receptivity. The key to effective giving is to stay open to receiving. Okay? Now, I've created some laws, and 
Um, here's a book if you guys really want to dig into it. It's The Influencer Go-Giver, How to Sell More, okay? And it's a super, super good book. There's probably, I think, three or four different books that is written. The original is The Go-Giver itself. So I would say start off with that one, but there's several different books on that one. And this is literally how I run my business. Um, the law of value, create value. It's impossible, like I said, to make a sale. You got to add that value. Um, how do you create value? Well, I'm going to give you five different ways to create value. Okay. So really, really make sure you guys are writing this down um, because these are going to be the, the, the key difference that set you apart compared to everybody else. Because right now, how many of you are, are worried that we're in a down down market or worried that the market's too tough and we're like, man, how are we going to make it? How are we going to do this? How many of you guys concerned about that? Several of you guys, right? Okay. So here's the thing. How do you create value? One, excellence. See how much more value you can create than what you are paid. Price and value are not the same. So if you're a team leader, how do you create value to your team? How do you create value to your clients? How do you create value to your community? Go above and beyond what you think is your standard and go and do more. If you're an, a single agent, same thing. How do you create value to your clients and or to your community? Now, if you're an agent on a team, how do you add value to your team? How do you add value to your team leader? How do you add value to your clients? And how can you help give back as a team to your community? Okay, these, these two things, like great is right here, excellence is right here, right? And the difference on reward is that great right here gives us good results, okay? With the way that the competition is in society, good is okay. Excellence, that standard of excellence, it's a two millimeter adjustment, literally, where it's going to give you the great results, okay? And that two millimeter difference it's going to set you apart from every other agent out there, whether it's Zillow, whether it's Redfin, whether it's Open Doors, whatever case may be, okay? It's a two millimeter difference. You've got to set that standard to excellence so that way you can have great results. Number two, consistency. When people know that they can always count on you to deliver the same level of quality or experience no matter what, you become an oasis of stability in their lives. Now we are in times of a lot of uncertainty where um, people are getting pan the COVID pandemic, they're getting shots, things are starting to open up. Um, people are going through divorce because of the, you know, the lockdown, they realized that their marriage wasn't as stable as they thought. Uh, there's a lot of uncertainty on, out there, right? So if you can be that beacon of no matter what you say, no matter what you do, you're always there. You're going to be that go-to person. Trust me, we handle a lot of clients, and I'm not just saying me specifically, I'm saying us as an industry, where people are uh, putting their hopes into us to help them figure out some of their most difficult challenges in life. Whether it's divorce, whether it's death, whether it's they're retiring and they're empty nesters, whether it's they've had a baby or they're buying a home for the first time. That's the, that consistency of 
being able to be that person where they know that they can get a certain level of customer service, a certain level of empathy, a certain level of care, a certain level of customer service, they will stay with you, right? This instability right now is insane. And we know it, we feel it. We're like, oh my gosh, the market's super tight. What do we do, right? We all know this. Number three, attention, attention to detail along with the personal touches of what matters most to your clients. Now, this is one of the things that you guys really, really need to pay attention to. We're so busy, busy listening, trying to figure out how do we handle an objection that we're not really hearing our clients, right? And I get this all the time. I get clients that come to me and like, I told my agent this and I told my agent that and they, they're just not listening really, really pay attention to what is mattering. Do a buyer consultation, do a listing consultation, figure out what their pain points are and then service those the best way need that you can in the most excellent way possible. Now notice I didn't say good or great. I said, excellent, right? If you know that they're going, if they just lost a loved one like a month ago, how do you make it so that way they don't have to feel that pain because they need to sell their house and it's so hard to try to pack up and go through everything. How do you make that easier for them? Right? And these are things that you should be asking on a consistent basis. Number four, empathy, putting yourself in the other person's shoe. Now, if you know like they're concerned about credit repair or if they're, again, they just lost a, lot, uh, a loved one or they're going through a divorce, really, really try to put yourself in their shoes so that way you know how to handle, not just handle, but empathize and create the best customer service for them. Because when you do that, I can guarantee, guarantee you that loyalty is going to be there, okay? The fact that you were able to help them overcome such a um, happy experience, a tragic experience, a brokenhearted experience, it's going to matter. Number four, appreciate. Notice the things that they do and make a difference no matter how small and write them a note. Use their name as often as possible, especially if you're meeting them for the first time. Right. If you see them on Facebook, I'm going to be very real. I use my Facebook like a CRM. If I see somebody that had a baby, if they lost somebody, a loved one, if they're going through a divorce, if they're not feeling well, if they just are, if they're tired because they're, you know, working 12 hours a day, but then they're doing three or four hours of schoolwork at night, send them a card, send them a Starbucks card, send them something that lets you know that they're, you're thinking of them right? These are some of the things that are going to really set you apart from the big disruptors out there. How many, how many of you guys are worried that Zillow is taking over? It's a brokerage. It's got showing time. It's a lot of us, right? Redfin, open door, iBuyers. I can guarantee you though, that if you start doing some of this stuff, you're going to create lasting relationships with your clients um so how do we do this well i'll give you some of my things that me and my team have recently done and here's the thing where are my uh, i'll just do this 
be sure to call your database. If you see them on Facebook, you see them having a hard time, they had a new addition to the family, they might be going through a divorce, um, you just see them doing something, well, they got a promotion at their job, you got to call your database. And I'm not saying anything that you guys haven't heard before, okay? However, you want to make it in, this, in the market that we're in, you got to do the work. Call them. Appreciate them. Show them that you're there. Be consistent. Add the value. Do that customer service. Be excellent in all that you do. So, I mean, how many of you guys are you guys are discouraged and you're like, man, I don't know how I'm going to make it. I know I need to get so many in contract. I need to be able to do this, this, and this. You guys go through our ups and downs as well. I go through my ups and downs as well. And if we're going through it, I know my clients are going through it. I know your clients are going through it, right? So sometimes being that phone call, you never know what kind of value that phone call is going to add. Hey, I'm just checking on you. Wanted to see how you and your family are doing. Is there anything that I can do for you guys? And you'll be actually surprised in the amount of ways that your clients respond. If anything, they're probably going to respond with, oh my gosh, thank you so much for thinking of me. How are you doing? And now that that flow is now even, right? That that communication, because you took the time out of your day to check in on them, especially right now, okay? The other thing is do client appreciation events. We just had a huge client appreciation event. I had clients that drove three hours away to come do this client appreciation event. Now, how did we do this? Well, look through your database. Look through the people that you know. We had um, several different vendors out there with us, and they were all either one past clients of mine or current clients of mine, and they have small businesses. Now, a lot of businesses failed, this, failed during 2020. They went bankrupt, right? They went bankrupt. So how much, if you're an agent and you know you can help support other businesses, and I don't care whether you're going to do a, do a video and like, hey, this is a fantastic place that I go to, you need to check them out, or that if you do add, add them to a vendor's list, do you think that's going to create a, a type of loyalty to you where they're like, oh my gosh, this person's really trying to make sure that not only I survive, but they're trying to bring clients to me as well. That shows a huge component of giving to them rather than what are you receiving, okay? Um, giving back to your community. Find, find a school, find an organization, find a homeless shelter, do some food drives, do some school drives, figure out what teachers need, first responders. How can you be of service and what can you do so that way you can add value showing that you are the go-to person, not just for your clients, not just for your team, but for your community. Because here's the thing, you're going to build relationships with people you probably never thought you would, whether it's, those, it's the teachers, whether it's the school, whether it's the first responders, or just the community itself. Does that make sense what I'm saying to you guys? Yeah? These are the things that are going to really, really set yourself apart. The one other thing that I can say, and then I'll open up for questions, is be that go-to person 
who knows what's going on, not just in our market with real estate, but are there any laws that are changing, right? Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac just changed their guidelines to uh, second homes, investment properties, Airbnbs, VRBOs. How many of you guys are talking about that? How many other agents do you see talking about that? Are you guys putting out Facebook videos that allow your consumers or your clients to understand what changes are taking place so that way you are the go-to person, you are the in-person as far as making sure that you are giving them that relevant information. Again, having consistency on what is going to matter. Tax laws are changing. 1031s are changing, right? Be that source. And if you don't know where to get it, put yourself in some masterminds so that way you can start talking about these things because you might not know it, but it might come up in a conversation in a mastermind or with your title rep or with some other agents that you're talking about or talk, I'm not talking about, but talking with, right? And then once you find out that information, do that research so that way you can be the number one agent out there providing that information to your community and your clients, right? And then otherwise in that, you're, you just be consistent with what you're doing. Your customers, 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 they want that person. Create a vendor list, right? You want to be the spider in the middle of that web where when your clients are like, oh, I need a doctor or I need a dentist. I need somebody for flooring. I need a new car. I need a new roof. I need some gutters. I need lawn maintenance. They automatically think of you because you have all the resources. Now with Zillow taking over or trying to take over Redfin, all this stuff, yeah, it's going to be, they're going to take some market share of 100%. Okay. But there's still a way to survive, not only survive, but thrive. Because this is a market where a lot of businesses are getting started. A lot of businesses, we're all being hit the same. It's a matter of how do you adjust and how do you pivot so that way you stand out that two millimeter difference on providing excellent customer service and excellent service to your clients that say, hey, I want to work with you guys because I know no matter what, you guys understand me, you guys listen to me, you guys are paying attention, and they want that human touch. Be that go-to person. Okay? What questions do you guys have for me? Anybody have any questions? What was number five? Number five on... It was either stay open, because I have a couple of different number fives. Um, appreciation. Noticing the small things, right? Again, on Facebook. Uh, use Facebook like a CRM, you guys. You guys get to see so many different things taking place in people's lives. Comment on them. Send them cards. Give them a phone call. Hey, I noticed that you're not feeling well. Is there anything I can bring you? Do you need some soup? Right? Do you set up a campaign automatically after closing? I do not. Uh, what I do is, and, and I'm being very, very honest because I stay so in touch with my clients that I don't need to set up a campaign. Um, does that make sense? Because again, it's, it's, it's about treating your clients as clients. 
It's about treating your clients as real people. How would you feel? And I'm not saying there's anything wrong against campaigns, right? But I think campaigns are great. But how much more authentic is it when you're like, hey, I saw this on Facebook. I want to reach out, see if you're okay. Is there anything I can do? I noticed you're in the hospital. Send them some flowers because right now we can't see them in person. Send them a meal that they can warm up in the microwave, right? And see what they're doing. Do you consider Facebook check-ins phone calls? No, I don't consider Facebook check-ins phone calls. Um, Phone calls are going to be completely different because there's a different level of communication that takes place on Facebook with Messenger compared to voice to voice, 100%. Um, Laura, you have a question? Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Um, so you were you were mentioning about the, the different values and stuff that we can provide our customers. And um, I'm having a big issue right now. I've got about three different first time home buyers that are all trying FHA and in Texas. That's that's a huge problem. I, we can't I can't compete. I can't compete against the cash buyers and all that. Do you have any recommendations on, on how to help those people? Because I feel like I'm failing them because I, I can't get them a house. Well, number one, mindset is 80% of success, right? So if you feel like you're, you're failing them, you're gonna, that's how you're going to perform, okay? Uh, so you need to change that mindset. Number two is what I would say to you, Laura, is it's, it's super tough out here in Seattle as well. We have like a, a two-week inventory. Um, so what we, my team and I do is we're looking for off-market properties where my sellers don't have, I mean, my, I'm sorry, not my sellers, my clients don't have to compete. Does that make sense? So trying to find deals where you might hear of somebody looking to sell, um, your clients might hear of somebody looking to sell, and you make those connections and try to sell that way. Um, And then number two, if you can't find it that way, really try to build relationships with other agents, um, especially the listing agents. Make sure you're not just sending an offer just to send an offer. You're making that phone call or trying to get in touch with that client, um, that agent, trying to figure out what's important to that seller. Does the seller need a rent back? Do they uh, want to move, but they don't want to take all the furniture because they don't want to deal with the hassle of taking it to the dump? Um, uh, what are some other things that you can do to try to make your offer stand out? Because I know out here, depending on the price point, we're competing with like 20, 30 offers for one home, right? Um, and so it's the same thing. Um, and you know, cash is limited as far as, especially FHA with down payment assistance and how do you service them? You, well, you gotta do what's gonna, what not the typical agent is doing. The typical agent is looking on the, uh, MLS, what's available, what can they do? Start looking at for sale by owners, drive by a neighborhood. If you're, if your clients are interested in a particular day, go door knock it, go door knock it because how many agents out there are door knocking? They're not. They're not. So when I say provide excellent service, do you think that's considered excellent service? Do you think your clients are going to be like, holy crap, Laura's out there door knocking the area that I really like to find as a, a house that we might be able to get into something off market. Do you think that stands out? Yes. Yeah. Right. And then what the other thing I would say is make sure you're setting proper expectations as far as what the market is doing right? So showing them exactly what the market is doing. This is where it is. And just prepare them for the emotional, uh, I'll say, sometimes frustration, irritation, having the patience, right? 
and having that conversation with them that, you know what? Yes, I understand it's frustrated. Trust me, I, I get frustrated just as much as you do because, you know, we're in the thick, right? And really, really try to, again, not on a selling component, but on a human component, right? And when you're on that human component, that conversation is so much more different. Thank you. Any what other questions? Does anybody else have any other questions? Because I know we're at the the top of the half here, but I want to make sure I'm answering everybody's questions. If you guys have any, no, is it good stuff, you guys? Yay or nay? Perfect, perfect. Anyways, I hope that you guys have a fantastic day. Go ahead and go pick up that book if you haven't read it. It's going to give you a lot of insight. Um, it's not about selling. I'll let you guys know that right now. It's not about selling. It's really about how do you service and add value. And that is going to be the one thing that's going to set you apart from Zillow, Redfin, iBuyers, all this other stuff. You got to create that moat around your people so that way you can survive. Because really, this is the market where you can not only survive, but you can thrive. Does that make sense? Perfect. I hope you guys are successful today. Have a money-making day, and we'll see you guys next week. Can you say the title of the book again? Oh, we got it. Uh, the Influencer, uh, the, I'm sorry, it's The Go-Giver. Uh, let me see. Do, do, do. Sorry, let me get to uh, The Go-Giver, Sell More. Okay. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Have a great day, you guys. Make it a money-making day. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.